0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hi, Mike, Elisa, Melissa. This is Kevin, your occasional co-host on Geekiest Show Ever. Well, sorry I couldn't be there with you to record episode 300. It's quite a milestone in the history of podcasting, and I think it's great that you guys have kept the show going and still make it so entertaining and fun for our listeners. I think it's wonderful that Tim is joining us for episode 300. We're joining you guys. And I hope that you continue to make this show as entertaining as possible. I want to join you again soon to talk about some new geek toys that you guys already know about, but the listeners may not. And I love to share the geek stuff that I find and, and talk about it with the listeners. So until I get a chance to join you, keep up the great geek work,
2: and until next we talk, don't forget to hug a geek. And again, congratulations. I was going to say, on this very special episode, Timmy talks to the janitor, and uh, Lisa and Melissa, too, (laughs) because this is Geekiest Show Ever, people. And the Timmy we're referring to is uh, Mr. Tim Robinson, uh, the uh, founder of the MyMac uh, Network and creator of Geekiest Show Ever. Welcome back, Tim. It's been a while. It has been a long time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: We didn't scare you away, did we? A little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what I, I get it I get
2: it sure um, but like I say it's our 300th episode and so you know we're just going to kind of uh, you know and as we usually do we just start a conversation and we see where it goes from you know once we start it but I thought I would throw out just we'll kind of start with a few stati- statistics and get them out of the way but the first show uh, for Geekiest Show started uh, it was aired tw- uh, February 27, 2009 uh and if i have this right the first show uh hosts were tim chad and guy no
1: no no it was actually the very first episode was uh me it was david cohen my current co-host on tech fan and mark rudd okay and we and we talked about armageddon and independence day some in 90s movies
4: Mm.
2: okay yeah i did go back and listen to that one um yeah i can't stand armageddon but that's a Probably a discussion for some other time. But um, then uh, Mark and Kevin took over March 13th, 2012. That'd be show 53. Yeah, but you missed something kind of big in there. Um, Sure. Episode 40
1: is actually, 39 was kind of the the last show I did. Right. Um, And I had Justin and Travis. Yeah. They took over for quite a while until Mark Greentree and Kevin Adler took over on 53.
2: Yeah, and um, I could – now, I tried to find out a little bit about them, but I do – they had a, a gaming – or they have a gaming podcast, I guess. Um, yeah. But I don't know much about them, so um, – Yeah, me neither. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, like I say, Mark and Kevin uh, at Show 53, the first show that I was on was Show 70 uh, of two, July 2012, and then I became a host at Show 150 – uh, in two thousand and fourteen uh melissa 's first show was uh November of two thousand and fourteen that was show one sixty one and then wow. elisa 's first one was uh show one seventy two of uh march two thousand
3: fifteen that 's amazing <laughs> yeah it doesn 't seem that long ago
2: no well even For like you. Geez, <laughs> think about how long it goes. go. I was going
3: to say crazy. I
0: have kids as milestone markers and I know I know Tim and I have been chit-chatting since my first was born and he's yep. 12 now so.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the what well, show really started as uh an outgrowth of the Mymac podcast. At the time, uh leading up to the beginning of this show, we would get very busy, if you will. We had it was Chad Perry and I for the most part. But we were bringing in Guy Searle, David Cohen was coming in, uh, Owen Rubin, Mark Greentree, or Mark Rudd. uh, We had a lot of people coming in on the show. And it was a weekly show, of course. But we allocated about an hour to talk about Mac or Apple-related stuff. But it got boring. I mean, it really did. Uh, you got to remember, I started the MyMac podcast in 2004 at the dawn of podcasting. And so by the time 2009 rolled around, the funny thing was the offline discussions were much more interesting to me and Chad than what we were talking about on the MyMac podcast. And that's why Geekier Show ever kind of started. I wanted to talk about other stuff. I, I, I felt really constrained and limited with just the the Apple stuff. It was just like, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but every week for an hour... Uh, and so I proposed in January of 2009, exactly 10 years ago, right at the beginning of the year, I said, Hey, what if we, you know, sometime next month, what if we break off, we do the MIMAC stuff, but then we give a half hour or two or an hour or so and get different people come in and just talk about whatever and everybody was game for it. And that's exactly what we did.
0: It's very relaxing to not have to be constrained to just one topic all the time. Oh it's yeah. It's kind of our it's kind of our Sunday church <laughs> we get together and to do this. It's just it's fun to talk about stuff and just totally geek out on just different things.
1: And that was the the kind of the impetus of the naming of the show. We were going to geek out just like you just said. That's that's the whole point. Just geek out on whatever it is. We'd pick a topic and just either scattershot it or just really dive deep on that subject and uh I, I, the first couple of years i mean the the production value was the best i'd ever done i mean i had sound bites at the beginning i would drop in audio i remember rick stringer um guy Searle, myself and probably one other person maybe guy uh actually did like our favorite movies uh, or music from movies i think it was john williams or something like that i don't remember but assembling all this music and putting little clips together and little sound bites from movies at the beginning. It was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of
2: work. It was a lot of tinkering
0: work. So it wasn't like work, work.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just fun. And for me, this is therapy because I've mentioned on the show many times that I live in a small town in South Dakota. Here, I'm the town geek. I mean, I talk to people and their eyes glaze over. So this is where I come, and people actually understand what I'm talking about. They don't give me that look like, "Are you okay? You know, do your meds need to be adjusted or something?" But
3: we are your people. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your tribe.
2: Yes, our our uh, digital tribe here. We we all get together and around uh, the the fire and you know do whatever. So,
0: and it amazes me just the the, the fact that people actually listen. <laughs> For the longest time, I still try to pretend that nobody listens to it, <laughs> but people do and actually
3: contact me about it and contact him about it. And it's what's that. interesting too, yeah. Melissa, is that while the hopefully our listeners learn something, we learn from each other yeah,
0: cause it's a processing experience. Mm-hmm.
3: definitely.
1: I, I try not to learn anything when I'm podcasting.
0: <laughs> well, we f- we figure out that we learn something at af- at the end of it all, yeah, or we end up spending money, yeah, you know. or or getting other people to spend money, <laughs> which is why we have our play- I call it play money. Because it's stuff that we probably wouldn't. That's that's the other fun part that we have about it. It's just totally, I don't know. Lately, we've been getting a little too practical, guys.
3: <laughs> we have uh-huh. to we have to get back to our fantasy picks. <laughs> well, because of Mike, I now have a Google Mini, and I've got uh-huh. the Amazon Echo, and uh, you know,
2: I, you got your foot in both uh, camps now. Yeah, just like me. Yeah, and, you know, I've I'm an admitted uh, gadget geek here. I have. Uh, Seven tablets, I think. Five tablets. <laughs> yeah, there's reasons. Don't ask me. Giving
0: Kevin reasons. a run for his money. Sure, there reasons, you go. not excuses. Reasons. Yes.
2: No, well, I,
1: I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you how much stuff like that I have.
2: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> tablets, but then I also have.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I pared down the computers. I only have two now: my Windows computer and my Mac. Uh, but yeah, then I've got uh, an Xbox. I got an Nvidia Shield. I've got the uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, I've You got... really don't want to start talking video games with me.
0: <laughs> no, what yeah, you I really do. got is
3: a problem.
0: in the here, I'll, tur- I'll in turn. I'll turn on my
2: camera feed for a second, just so you can so, see the arcade listen, machine. Yeah,
3: if you listen to Tech Fan, you oh, yeah. know what he's got. Yeah, the
2: arcades. Yeah, I know you've got the arcade machines. That, yeah, he, you've gone he past he me built. there. So you
3: built a Pac-Man.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, I've, I built a Pac-Man and a Donkey Kong. Um, actually, you can see over my, right here, some uh, Pac-Man lights. Uh, yeah. I, I like the retro games. I mean, I've got PS4, Xbox One, Switch, all that stuff. But I like the
0: old stuff. You Space know? Invaders. My son really loves exactly. the old solution. He loves retro stuff. Yeah. Fact, when I was he got, college. He got
3: a Nest for his birthday last year
0: because of you, in part. <laughs> <laughs> when I was
3: in college, I played Space Invaders and Asteroids.
1: Fun games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where video games started. A lot of people think it was Pac-Man or something. It wasn't. Pac-Man was years later. It it was...
3: Centipede, that was also my favorite, Centipede.
1: You know what's funny about Centipede? Um, It was more popular with women than it was with men. It was the very first video game that drew in women... Because it just the, up to that point, it was all kind of male-dominated space invaders, asteroids, pow pow pow. But there was something about they said the pastel colors that seemed to attract w- the women gamer, and it was a watershed moment in video games when that become a, that kind of really that was the thing.
2: I don't For know centipede. if you want I don't know if you want to Freudianly uh, examine that or not, because centipede, you know, I don't know that just. <laughs> I don't Someone know. Well, mo-
3: stop, Mike. <laughs> well, mostly in college, my no, first years of college, it uh, we had a campus center that was filled with pinball machines, oh, boy. and, and oh, I can't tell you how many quarters I spent on sin. It was called Sinbad. That was the best pinball machine in the history of pinball machines. It was. That's what my husband and I. He was my boyfriend at the time. We played that constantly. Well, that's what brings people together—is gaming. I have some mm.
0: of the most fondest memories of my dad, and when I was little, when you remember when Jaws—I'm a little bit younger than you guys—so I remember when Jaws came out, and there was a there. We used to have an arcade at the mall, and my dad would take me in there. I mean, of course, you know, years of therapy later, uh, but he would take me into the arcade and actually put me up on a booster stool. They had those in front of the in front of the arcade game, and and we would play Jaws together.
4: Mm. Did, did
0: anybody ever play the Jaws video game? No. Oh yeah, no. I did. Huge in, in the arcade yeah. game and wait in line to get onto it. and I just remember him like picking me up and putting me on the stool and then pressing all the buttons and it was a lot remember, of fun. But we had we had an television that we played together, and I'd steal bases and baseball.
2: You
3: remember putting your quarter down on the machine to let someone know you're done? Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, the pool table.
2: I was trying to remember uh, back when I was in high school, because video games were – you know, they were switching from pinball to video games, and there was this one, I can't remember what it was. It was a tank game of some sort. Um, all, you know, it was strictly line graphics. I mean, you know, not even, uh, but it was still intriguing that you had to navigate through there and try to shoot things uh, with that. But, all, you know, I also. Were you the
0: tank driver?
2: Yeah, basically. So you, you were run trying to. Over? Yeah, well, like I say, this was all, I mean, it wasn't even graphics per se. I mean, it was lines. Uh that represented different things. You really kind of had to use your imagination a little bit there, but, uh, you know, and speaking of imaginations, I also remember on my good old Tandy color computer playing, uh, Bedlam. And, um, what was that one sands of the sahara that doesn't sound quite right but you know they were text-based adventure games so you were you know <laughs> turn left turn right go forward mm. typing mm-hmm. all this stuff in and uh you know from there i kind of graduated i think my uh, all-time favorite is like the civilization games where you you know you build a civilization on up you know that's the one that uh, those are the kinds that why I you really love
0: minecraft so much oh yeah minecraft
2: yeah um Open world games or any game where you can create your world; those are the kind that I like. Um, I and right now I'm because I bought an Xbox uh, on Black Friday, so um, I've got Red Dead Redemption Two. That's sort of eh, I don't know how I feel about that one, Um, but I got Skyrim. Uh, I played that at various times. That's not bad. Uh, Minecraft. uh, What else do I have? So, but I I I like the open world games like that. Oh. um, what about for.
4: Fortnite?
2: No, I just don't. I don't think my internet connection will quite. I've got. We've talked about it on the show before. I have my uh, internet through AT and T uh, over uh, LTE, so I don't think it's got the the latency would be too much of an issue for those kind of games. But it'll mm-hmm. do Minecraft well enough. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, Elisa.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: If you've got the time mm-hmm. and eleven hundred dollars, and you don't mind driving. <laughs> Maybe an hour west of Omaha.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: There's someone out there selling an awesome condition Sinbad pinball machine.
4: Oh,
3: oh send me the link. I want to <laughs> I want to see it.
1: Yeah, I'll send I'll send it over here on Skype. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, Gee, I know, I know, it's s- been so long since I've used Skype. I don't even know how to send a link anymore.
3: It's it's awful.
1: <laughs> this is terrible.
0: To our world, More it's option. really hard, Tim. What have you been using for recording your stuff? Are you using um, any other tools? Have you tried FaceTime? We tried it. It was terrible. It was awful. Don't listen to that. No,
1: show. I use a wire.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, it's web-based. It seems to work real well. The audio quality is good. Um, I just hate Skype. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never enjoyed Skype.
0: What was the other one that I can't think of that we were using? Discord. Discord, yeah. Did you not like that? You like wire better than Discord then?
1: I never really gave Discord a try. David was having problems, so we just said screw it and stuck with Wire. Hmm. It's it's an okay solution.
3: The sad thing is, I cannot remember what Sinbad looked like.
1: <laughs> well, there's pictures right there on that listing. Yeah,
3: but there's nothing is ringing a bell. But all I do, all I remember is that it was called Sinbad, and we, it was the best pinball machine ever. Boy. So with, um, I don't know if you knew. Um, Tim, but they have – we we've been to, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland in September, second time we've been there. They now have a room filled with pinball machines. Do they really? Uh, Kiss, Alice Cooper, Elton John, oh, The Beatles, the rock, Rolling, Rolling Stones, um, ACDC. Uh, I can't remember who else, but there was a whole bunch of them. And because we're members, we each got six tokens for free, or you can purchase tokens in the machine. So we got to play these old-time – pinball machines it was great it was fun
1: it's amazing that pinball is hitting a pretty good resurgence right now um midway for instance they're still in business they still make pinball machines in chicago um but yeah it it's it's not as popular as it was back in the 70s of course but it's got a pretty good resurgence going on right now i was never a that was never my thing but i i, I got the appeal and, and just I still want a virtual artwork. one.
0: I would just, I just, just because I studied art in college and being a graphic designer, I always, even when I've been to a few casinos in the past, I just really admire the artwork that goes into it. I think about what the illustrators and designers had to go through to to fit the art in the places, like how did they design it around the mechanics and the gears and that sort of stuff. That just and, fascinating. and
1: the theme. The theme is the mm-hmm. big thing with pinball because at the end of the day, it's it's flippers and you hit it and you try to keep the ball in play. It's not a whole lot of innovation you can really do with pinball, but I, I think it's the theme. That's what brings people in.
0: Some music, of them have the little; sounds. they have little soundtracks where they speak. Like one yep. of my favorite ones was an Elvira pinball machine, and she'd like you know assault you with the comments. Yep.
2: <laughs> well, cool. now now you have like pinball games on your console and your tablet. So oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's still an appeal to it. Uh, I guess you know I could never quite. Some people, I, I guess, studied this and figured out how to play it. I was just happy not to put the ball in the gutter most of the time. So, yeah.
3: the uh, pinball's not the same. You have For pinball, you have to play at a machine. For something yeah. like Space Invaders or Asteroids or something like that, Pac-Man, you can play on a PS2 or, or mm. whatever it is now because you have the joystick.
1: Yeah, not really. Um, the problem with playing something like Pac-Man on a PS2, um, it's an eight-way joystick and it was never an eight-way joystick it feels totally different in a stand-up arcade because that's a four-way joystick either up down left or right whereas on something like a ps2 ps3 something like that you push up are you really pushing up or are you pushing up and a little bit to the left is it more of a diagonal um so it really doesn't work as well as the actual arcade machines i mean there's purists don't get me wrong but I, I actually prefer those kind of games on a, a stand-up arcade or a tabletop arcade, not a virtual one on my TV. They just don't play as well.
3: Oh, I agree. Not to I, put like a link
0: the in, I put a link in uh, in the Skype chat to a game called Inks that my little guy, that Keegan, loves to play and it's it's a virtual type of pinball on the iPad and you paint with it
1: and yeah, that's when really it enjoys... that hits the screen and it kind of goes all over. and Yeah. Yeah, I played with it. It wasn't even a game. It's more like creating art.
4: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: It was pretty cool. I played with it for a good hour, and I was done with it after that. But, yeah, it was cool. Yeah,
3: well, yeah we, we used to play um, back in the early 80s. I don't forget what year, 81, 82, maybe. We bought an Atari and played an awful lot of Pac-Man. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was an awful version of Pac-Man.
3: <laughs> but at that time...
1: Well, it was, at, it, it, was it was at home, so that you know, we accepted it. I, I actually have um, a website that I just I rarely, if ever, uh, update, called "Not New Video games." And I've got an entire story on uh, getting an Atari 2600 that's the Atari that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's right. with Pac-Man and taking it over to my grandmother and grandfather's house for Christmas Day because I, I was not going to leave that at home. There was just no way. And, uh, you know, I love that game, but by the same token, it's a terrible, it's almost seizure inducing the way it it flashes and it's just horrible and the sound is terrible. Um, it, it's it's almost unrecognizable as a Pac-Man game, but yet for some reason at the time, it, it's Pac-Man and you're at home.
0: Speaking of seizure-inducing, just last night we went to go see a Queen laser light show. And let me tell you, it was amazing. It was at our local planetarium here called the Flandro uh, Planetarium. Have you guys ever been to one of these laser light shows?
1: Yeah, I've been to a Pink Floyd one a couple times.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. seen that one too. But this, this was pretty amazing. I really loved
2: it. Yeah, there was one uh, at the State Fair. You went in this dome, you laid down, you looked up. Yeah, they had it set to Pink Floyd. And then there was another one uh, uh, that... Yeah, they had the laser show and that was uh they used Led Zeppelin music mm-hmm. for a lot of that. So that uh it was, it's kind of cool. I don't know if I would go to a lot of them, but it, it's pretty cool especially, you know, if they get it timed right and everything works with the music and, you know, they get the theme of the music.
0: There was a a part of it where stuff was like felt like it was 3D and it was jumping out at you and that I I had not seen before because I've been to a couple of these laser shows. I've seen the Pink Floyd, I've seen the Led Zeppelin. And I think this one's new because of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie that's been out. Um, But it it seemed like they had had added, they had upgraded the lasers or something because there were some new things in there that I had not seen before. I had not seen the kind that kind of jump out at you. I thought that was really cool.
1: I think I tell you what's really cool is watching your trip home going through the really bad weather in Arizona
0: on Facebook. That was scary. (laughs) And you didn't see all of it because I lost, you know, data connection through, you know, parts of that where there's nothing.
1: I remember watching a video or something and, you know, for me, I'm like, that's snow. But for you guys, that's like national disasters. Oh, my God.
4: (laughs) I
0: know. All the people in Minnesota and out in the Midwest are like, yeah, that's Tuesday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it really was. Well, yeah. yeah, and our problem out here in South Dakota is most of our snow goes horizontally because there's uh-huh. nothing here to stop it. The wind blows. So, yeah, when we may get a few inches of snow, but uh, if it's light and fluffy and the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour, you don't see anything. And, you know, the smart people stay home. Um, yeah. the smart, the other people end up in the ditch, but you know,
0: yeah, we were the people with the rental van that had to have it back by a certain time. And the uh, rental van we, we had rented in Tucson. So, uh, it didn't exactly have a uh, four wheel drive or snow chains or anything like that. So <laughs> it was an adventure for my husband anyway. And the rest of us were just kind of hanging on and, you know, being passengers, but
1: where where guy. I live at in Michigan, we get what's called uh, lake effect snow. Mm. So we'll say Chicago gets a foot of snow. Well, that cold front moves across Lake Michigan, and then guess what it does? It absorbs a whole lot more moisture, and then it Uh dumps it right here on West Michigan, so we'll get two foot of snow.
0: And then frozen Um, stuff with it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just, although I will say that we got a lot of snow in, like, November, and then it's been pretty dry since, and Mm -hmm. it was like 50-something. We're going to get 50s tomorrow, and... And then it drops like a rock, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we knew we knew we we packed. We were prepared. We had long underwear and all that kind of stuff and extra layers because we also, I still haven't been able to send out pictures because, like I said, I didn't have a data connection. But we went to the Grand Canyon. So we have a house guest with us, and she had never been out there. We're like, oh, well, we have to take you, come hell or high water or snow or ice. <laughs> well, we'll go from where the hell has frozen over uh, up to Flagstaff to stay with my sister-in-law. And so we took her out to the Grand Canyon. And then we, we accomplished that. It was great. We got to see the sunset. It was frigid. My, my little kids have been just, you know— they, they're they born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, so they don't have a concept of snow. In their little right. short lifetimes, they have only ever seen flurries. They have never, like one time for New Year's Eve, maybe about three or four years ago, they saw flurries lay on the ground and make the ground like a little bit of a white coating. And that was it. The only time that they've ever experienced snow was when my sister-in-law would bring it down from the mountain in a cooler so that they could have a snowball fight in their front yard. That's, you know, that's the extent of snow for us. So I kept telling them, guys, it's gonna be really, really cold. I mean, frostbitten. Your your hands are gonna get frostbitten. I packed extra pair of gloves, and of course, the little one just didn't. He just didn't get it. His little toes froze, and he had a meltdown. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but we got through it. You know, we had extra layers, and we were we were mostly prepared. But the kids just they finally now finally I could say I can I can use this adventure as an excuse when they start belly aching about it about not having snow and things like that. Hey, you remember that one time at the Grand Canyon? were you froze yeah okay shut up now um but yeah it was it was an adventure that's for sure it, the, the worst part was when you probably saw the picture that i posted with the uh the the, the downgrade yeah where <laughs> that sign is really freaking scary when you're driving on snow and ice when you see people fishtailing ahead of you and you get to the sign you're like holy shit yeah
1: we call that a, we call that a pucker moment that's why i drive a a sequoia (laughs) Uh (laughs) in the wintertime it's always in four by four mode and if i have to go off the road i'm okay
0: yeah yeah we saw a lot of people that weren't so okay but we got we we survived that that was great and then we thought okay well this is great now and we got to the part where it was slushy and it was you know my husband was totally comfortable driving and we were gonna go on to sedona and then we We got stuck in a line of traffic like nobody was moving. And we thought for a while, we thought, oh, people are just sightseeing because it was the beautiful rocks and Bell Rock and things like that. No, it was people who were stuck in four-wheel drive that were stuck on the hill. It wasn't even a mountain. It was a hill that had frozen over and people were abandoning their cars and walking. And we're like, okay, we should just turn left now. So we didn't make it to Sedona, but (laughs) we tried. (laughs) We got home safe, so that's the most important part. A little bit of... (laughs) bummed out about that but we got home so
1: you know i'm looking at the uh archives for geekiest show ever on the website it's you know it's kind of amazing that this show is still going strong i mean when you think it's been 10 years and it's been reinvented at least five times different i mean if anybody listens to this episode and then goes back and listens to anything in the first year it's not the same show other that's than the, yeah, the name You know, the name is about the only thing that it has in common with what came before.
3: That's right. Mike and I were talking about that before the recording because it was about comic books and video games. We even got our weather report in. (laughs) Yeah, we got. well, that's for Mark. Yes. Now it's more technology.
1: Um, It was back then, too. I mean, we did stuff like tech in the 80s. We didn't – it wasn't just comic. In fact, the very first episode was, like I said, it was – two 90s movies it, you know um we would just find whatever was kind of going on at the time and um jumped in
0: mm-hmm. that's you that's know. pretty much how it works it's an organic conversation we, we we do keep show notes we have a spreadsheet that we keep and you know we each plug stuff into that as we think of it and we try to have some topics to discuss and Sometimes we'll get to one of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was just going to say, remember what else is organic? We kind of spew that once in a while too. But you know, uh, you know, we—I like to think we do it with a certain amount of panache and style, so uh, or something. Yeah.
3: Last year at this time, or maybe a week or two later from now, but last January was when I had like the evil High Sierra debacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a conversation. <laughs> that, just, that just foobarred my computer. It totally destroyed my photos. I had go- three weeks it took to get that fixed with Apple.
2: Oh, you brought some interesting stuff. Uh, quite often you'll go on an AT&T rant. They haven't pissed you <laughs> off oh. just recently. It's about time, isn't it? Shh,
3: <laughs> no, my bill is finally <laughs> correct because when I bought my new phone last week, I bought an you know, iPhone XR, I bought it through Apple, and I paid in full. No Yay. upgrade, no band aid. I just said here. Well, I traded in my iPad because I bought an iPad Pro, so I traded in my iPad Air two. My son traded in his iPhone 6S. He got my eight, and then I got the XR. So it ended up costing me four hundred dollars.
0: Nice, nice trade. That's not bad at all.
3: No. Yeah. So because the phone was eight hundred, and then between the trade ins. And, you know, a couple bucks that he gave me, It's I think it ended up costing me three or $400. So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. And everybody's happy. All right.
2: Uh, and, you know, I do kind of miss uh, having Mark around here because he would go, you know, he would get pretty ranty sometime. He'd get, you know, rantalicious or something. And uh, mm-hmm. he would kind of go off on subjects, which would keep it interesting. For the most part, we're a little bit more mellow around here. uh Mostly, like I say. You,
0: Occasionally, we channel Mark into a rant.
2: Yeah.
1: What yeah. is going on with Mark? I haven't heard from Mark in a long time.
0: I think he's been going to school, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, and he's got that, uh, he's got on uh, Facebook. Um, Subjective Sounds. So, yeah, there we go. I mm-hmm. can never Yeah. it. Really, uh, His
3: album, yeah, it's album reviews.
2: Yeah, and I,
1: oh, that's right. I've seen those up there.
2: Yeah, and from what I heard, I guess you know it's kind of turning into something. He's been concentrating on that and his uh, his unis or whatever they call it down there in Australia, uh, working on his college and that stuff. So yeah, I don't. He had much.
1: A, he had a music podcast in the network for a while. Uh, boy, because I, I did an episode. No, it for wasn't.
3: Him. It wasn't music. It was called Not Another Mac Podcast. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. he was did that have that
1: one. one? I um, thought. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he did a music podcast way back in
0: the day. That may hmm. be how he started, but he did also have not another Mac podcast. Uh, I don't I we, thought you were gonna start talking about that when we we're talking about how getting it gets boring after all talking about just Apple oh, stuff.
3: Are you it's thinking of Alistair?
1: No. I am uh,
0: pretty sure yeah, it was Alistair had a music he uh, had a music
3: podcast.
0: Well, I don't know if it was a music podcast. I may be wrong. Maybe he had a podcast, but I know he also had like a station that you could listen to.
3: Yeah, no, Alistair did have a, I can't remember what it was called, but he had a one where he talked about an album. Actually, he's the one, he reviewed Taylor Swift, um, I can't remember the name of it now.
1: Yeah, but, but he, he, that wasn't in the network. This is something that was no. actually in the network.
3: I don't recall. I know Mark had not another Mark, not another Mac podcast. I don't recall him having a music one.
1: Huh. I'm actually pulling up the FTP site, because I know the RSS feed will still be up there. And it's probably still in...
4: And,
0: was it uh, on stoplight?
1: Yeah. And I don't think it I think it stopped before it transitioned over to the MyMac podcasting network. Mm-hmm. Um, but CyberDuck is extremely slow and it's just sitting here beach balling for a few minutes <laughs> while it decides to. I don't know why I don't move over to Transit or something like that. It's such a better one, but I just, I'm lazy inherently. You just
3: reach for your rubber ducky. It was kind I of like I liked it.
1: <laughs> uh, boy, there's a lot of. Crap up on the FTP side. I really need to start cleaning some of this stuff up. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> man, the problem is I can't get to... If you go to uh, Stoplight Network, which is still alive, it just automatically goes to the MyMac Podcasting Network.
3: Because it redirects, yeah. yeah. Huh. See, now all I see when I just do a Google search is reviews he wrote for MyMac, not another Mac podcast, subjective sounds, geeky show ever, And then articles he wrote for other websites.
4: Hmm.
0: We'll ask him. He might not be awake right now, but we'll ask him on Twitter later.
1: Yeah, I cannot remember what it was called, and I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm looking through the feeds. I might have downloaded or I might have uh, deleted it because I got in kind of a a cleaning kick a couple years ago. and went in and started cleaning up a whole bunch of crap. It happens. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to put up the uh, animated GIF at my Mac for the Christmas time this year. So bad. Now, <laughs> whatever it was, it's. I don't think I even have the listing. Well, no, I've got that one still up there. and God knows that's been forever. Uh, I just remember doing a, boy, um, Def Leppard review
4: huh.
1: for oh. a podcast he was doing.
2: Yeah, that's right. Now that you mentioned that, I remember that. Yeah, he did have, what was it called, though? He had a short-lived uh, podcast. Yeah.
3: Wait, was that the one?
2: Was it a podcast or was it a uh
1: No, it was, it was definitely a podcast because I remember I started, I, I recorded one for Def Leppard, and I started drinking at the beginning of the show, and by the end of it, Track
3: Talk,
2: that's what it is. There it is. Yep. Yeah, track
3: talk. Mm-hmm. I was just yep. I was just going on Twitter to send him a message. That's right. You're right because I did <laughs> an episode help. for him. <laughs> Save us from. I ourselves. did an episode for him.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. if you go to mymac.com dot com backslash dot xml, mm-hmm. the feed's still there. Mark Green Tree. The last episode. It's hard to read this way. He got all the way up to track nine. I don't know if. September, October 2013. Yeah, so it, it was very short-lived. And it was so, so short-lived that I actually did one of them. <laughs> I did one of them. Um, hmm. Yeah, I did. You no, know, I don't know.
3: What is it? Track MyMac.com slash track talk?
1: Uh, dot XML. Oh, dot. That, I did
3: slash. Okay, Dot.
1: That's yeah in so fact cool. this should if you just do a, a search in iTunes I bet I, I would almost bet you that's still listed in the iTunes music store
3: hmm.
1: because they don't ever delete anything track talk
3: Wonderful. Colin Hay Don Fagan Nat King Cole ice house Garth Brooks Beach Boys oh that was uh, with Sam um montooth
1: yeah, and Mark Greentree
3: Yep. Oh, okay. Wow. I remember that. Yes, I do. I remember that.
0: I Damn no Yankees.
1: That? Uh, two thousand and thirteen. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Still at it Six years ago.
1: I'm thinking there might have been another one too because I remember doing a show for him, and I don't see it listed here.
3: Yeah, I don't either. Oh wait, here I did. Oh, I did. I did a B side. Track one. Elisa takes us on a journey of the music she admires. That's March thirteen, March 2013.
1: Yeah, I did a, um, a B-side as well. Tim Robertson discusses music throughout the decade. It was the 80s? Uh, decades. Um, and that was April 2013. Wow, that's a long time ago. But it doesn't feel like a long yep. time ago.
3: There it is. I see yours.
1: I wonder so, then. And I didn't do the Def Leppard thing on this. I wonder what show I did that for. Good lord. See now, you know you got a problem with podcasting, and you don't remember <laughs> when the hell you did a show or what it was.
3: That's you know, now bad. that you now that you mentioned it, I do remember you talking about Def Leppard. A particular, you were talking about a particular album.
1: Yeah, Pyromania.
3: Yeah, but I was just listening to that the other day, tell you the uh, truth. I, I
1: still think that's um, their best album. That's weird, because I it, obviously it wasn't for Track Talk then. I wonder what the it, hell. Well, I don't it see it tech, up there. Like, wasn't well, it
3: the, Tech Fan? Wasn't it like uh, when, you had, when you did a solo show?
1: Or um, that, or
3: OWC, or one of those no, other? It
1: wouldn't have been OWC, because I remember drinking on it. And I wouldn't have drank on ODBC because that was, I, I got paid for that one.
4: Mm.
1: Let's see, Duff. Leopard. Nothing. Oh, yeah. No, no, nothing on, on, uh, I just, I just pull up the XML file, the RSS feed, and just do a quick search and there's nothing. Wow. That's weird. I, I distinctly remember doing it, but well, who knows I, what it is.
2: And I remember listening to that one, um, Huh?
1: Because I played music and everything.
3: Yeah. Right. Try yeah, that one.
2: Did Sam? Well, Sam Montooth. Did he take over? Track talk. Did he have his own? No.
0: I just found a link. It links to Stoplight oh, yeah.
2: Network. Yeah. Well, as you
3: mentioned. Oh, another. there you go. Yeah. There, there. Album number one. There you go.
1: So I did the first one.
3: No, so, that's, no, no, that's no, that, that's Sam and not Mark.
1: Me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not me. But I remember doing a show.
3: Yeah, I do remember that.
2: Wait a minute, track talk track one. Uh,
3: yeah, but that's Sam and Mark.
0: But down there at oh. the bottom, it says highlighted album review: Duff Leopard, Pyramid. Oh well,
1: then mm-hmm. that's what I must have done.
0: Yeah, it must oh, have been okay. uh,
1: a segment on that or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hi, yeah, highlighted album review by Tim okay. Robertson. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. I remember I Excuse was, me while I, I dust was... off
0: my Google foo Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved.
2: Yeah, I got uh-huh. the I got the link here to the on the Stoplight Network.
0: But where yeah. is Carmen San Diego?
1: Yeah, and you and you can still go to the individual pages within the Stoplight Network's website, uh dot But you if you just go to the main page, it goes to my Mac. It just made see. I it, it made more sense to me, um, and I stopped doing it in September of 2016. So it's only been a few years. Um, only there's shows that's it came out and canceled in that amount of time. Um, it just it just made more sense to me instead of trying to fit two different things going on the Stoplight Network and MyMac.com and all the different shows that you know I, I produce. And when I say produce, I mean I take the file and I upload it.
0: Um, well, for SEO too. I mean, it's just, I remember you tried it and I think you were just struggling with all the search results and everything kept pointing back to my Mac anyway.
1: Yeah. And so I was just like, let's just consolidate this. Now I still maintain um, independent websites for all the different shows, Geekier Show Ever, which thankfully you actually do all the work on that. So I just copy and paste it and put it up on my Mac. Yeah. Um, uh, I, obviously this show, I do the show Uh We maintain that as an independent site. And, of course, they all go up at MyMac.com. But all the files themselves are at MyMac.com because
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we, we actually host. I know there's a lot of shows out there, and there's podcasting um, solutions that you could pay for, and they'll host your file and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they'll create your RSS feed. But I never had luck with those things. They always seem to be flaky to me. And uh, I just roll my own, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know if you've ever discussed how the show actually goes from what you guys are doing right now and it actually goes live online.
0: No, but we could if you want to. That's up to you.
1: (laughs) So so from my perspective, I get an email once or twice a month, sometimes more. Um, I get one from Alyssa because you do uh, Three Geeky Ladies once a month. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'll also get um it's mark that sent or not mark uh kevin.
0: kevin kevin yeah
1: yep kevin will send me uh, an email saying hey the show is live and uh if it's father's day he'll say happy father's day or merry christmas or whatever and uh at that point i go to my Dropbox regardless of the show because i have a Dropbox i got a pro account so you guys just simply drop to show into that the mp3 i upload it via ftp i i copy and paste the uh rss stuff and up that upload that to the site as well and then it's basically live i jump on the website um and with mymac.com i actually create the the post itself with uh three geeky ladies i just copy and paste what you do Alyssa, Mm because you make it super simple except for you're still stuck on those Three hundred by three hundred graphics, which I hate. Um, <laughs> what well,
3: should I change it to? Uh,
1: Five hundred by four hundred. Five by four. Okay. Yeah, it just looks better. Um, and then it just goes live.
0: And you're using WordPress uh, as the platform?
1: Uh, yeah, for, for all the sites, for all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just easy. I know WordPress at this point. W- when my Mac first rolled out online, uh, which is not to say when it first rolled out because that was 1995, and That was a doc maker downloadable from AOL and eWorld and places like that. There was no internet to speak of. Uh, When we went live in 99 online, we actually rolled our own website. It was all hand coded. And it was based around a magazine format because that's what my Mac was. I think it was 2000-ish, somewhere in there, that we actually went online full time. We dumped the digital download and just went internet but it wasn't until like 2010, 11, that we rolled um, WordPress. Mm-hmm. Because up to then, it was actually, it was a colo. I don't know if you know what that is. It was my G5 at a location in California that was my website. They would just maintain the box for me. So when I finally canceled it, they shipped my uh, G5 back to me. And,
0: was <sighs> it Apache? Did you use Apache?
1: Um. Yes. I did mm-hmm. use Apache. It's been so long, I had to stop and think about it for a <laughs> minute. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was weird because I would FTP into it as well, um, mm-hmm. or I would do screen share if there was a problem with the site and I needed to reboot the computer. I literally had to remotely log into the computer and reboot it, and hopefully it, it came back online. Because if it did, and I was screwed until someone showed up for work the next day and could troubleshoot right.
0: it. Yeah, we um, come a long way since those oh days. Oh my god.
1: It was, was so what t- was the
0: FTP doggy where you'd like go and FTP You go run doggy run? Run doggy run. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. It was a what little was puppy that? dog.
0: What was that?
1: Yeah. Uh, fetch.
0: Okay, yep. Fetch.
1: Yep. FTP yep. fetch. They probably still make it. somebody probably still has fetch. I use Cyberduck now, but it sucks. I
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I think I don't think there's been a new FTP client in I haven't many, had many many need
0: years. Need for one, but I I mean I used to live in them all the time when I worked, you know, outside the home, but yeah, I haven't really had the need for one.
1: Well, the entire this entire network is run via FTP actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's how it Well, I if you so get well.
0: hit by a bus, maybe I'll have to uh... <laughs>
1: I keep saying what I need to do is write down all my passwords and login information for all the various sites and FTP and all that and like give a copy to Russ Walkowicz, John Nemo, yeah. Yeah. you know, a couple different four or five people that have it that I can trust. So if I do get hit by a bus, you know, mm-hmm. including, but this is what you got to remember, I I do all my domain registrations through Hoover. Got to give them that account too so they can renew yeah. the stupid things. That's but, I mean, we
0: should definitely talk about if, if you want to. That leads into the question I was going to ask you is what do you see for 2019 with Mac? Keep just going on the same thing. Do you have any, any plans you want to share or any new shows? Or
1: No, no new shows. Um, you know, I, I started a, another business um, besides what I do for a living. I sell cars for a living now, which mm-hmm. is about 180 degrees from everything I've done before. It was always tech-related before. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want to do something different when I told my wife I was thinking about selling cars. She thought I was nuts I said I I said it always looked kind of fun to me and it it is it's a lot of fun. It's not even work
0: Well, you're really good at it from the few video clips that i've seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not difficult You I can't talk anybody into buying a car I can't so people come in and I just talk to them, you know, they they either buy a car or they don't So it's 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 pretty simple um, as far as hard work, it's, it's not hard work. If you ever hear a car salesman say it's hard work, he's full of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, you gotta have a good work ethic, but that's different.
0: Well, hopefully it's uh, less stressful and then you can devote that time to your family.
1: Well, you know, the last job that I did was I worked for other world computing, um, who's now a sponsor of tech fan and they have been for a number of years, which, so that's nice. You know, you work for a company and then you leave that company and you stay in good working conditions or, mm-hmm. um, uh, relationships, but I was traveling all over the United States, which was cool, but it was very not cool because I've got a family and, That's uh,
0: burnout.
1: you know, I, I was gone at least every other week from anywhere from three to five days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, my wife was sitting here in February in three foot of snow and I'm in Vegas or California <laughs> or Orlando, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I feel bad for her. You know, she'd have car problems and what, what am I going to do? I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting in Manhattan Beach, California, and she, she's freezing her fingers off trying to get the car started.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, we just it something had to change. But mm-hmm. as far as my Mac, no, I, nothing's really gonna change. Um, if someone out there listening has thought about podcasting and they would like to get into it, I'd love to help them. you know That's kind of why I started the network. Uh, there was no monetary reason to start a network because, if anything, it cost me money. Because I host all the files myself, I get kind of a heavy bandwidth every month. Um, I just like the, I guess you could say art. I, I think that's probably putting too strong of a word on it, but I like the medium of podcasting. I, I like the fact that anybody, regardless if someone should hear you talk or not, can.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You can get in front of a microphone and talk the problem. And I think for a lot of people that would be good at it or would be interested in it is the barrier to entry
3: in their own mind.
1: Yeah. And so I try to take that away. That's kind of what the stoplight network was focused on to take away that barrier. Just say, Hey, look, if you want to do a podcast, I'd love to help you. I'll do all the RSS. I'll do the web hosting. Um, I'll do all of that stuff, all the technical stuff. All you need to do is sit in front of your computer, hit record, and talk. When you're done, send me that file.
0: Well, consider yourself successful, especially with the geekiest show ever, because that's what you've been able to do for us.
1: For Ten years—that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and,
0: and we get such joy out of it. It's just—it's enjoyable and fun to sit down. Like Mike was saying, you know, talk to your people. Mm-hmm.
1: It is therapeutic.
3: And everybody brings a different perspective to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, we each have our own biases and just perspectives on different technology issues. And the other thing, which not to get sappy or anything, but the other thing that for me is that I now have three new friends.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. that are really <laughs> we're constantly lot.
3: chatting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we talk this, all, the time. all the time. You know, we're always chatting about something, and why? You know, and. While we don't necessarily agree on everything, the friendship is there. And that's really important to me.
1: And you've been podcasting for seven years now. Me? Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yes, coming up on seven. Yeah. Yeah. May,
1: May, isn't it?
3: May. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend 2012. And that was the other thing. When I started, um, actually, it's because of you, Tim, that we're doing it. Because you were on. I blame blame you. I can't even remember what podcast you were doing at that time. If you were doing Tech Fan at the time or OWC, but whatever podcast you were talking about, you would always end it with you know what you just said. If you got a podcast, you know if you got an idea, do a podcast. Let me help you, blah blah blah. And I used to just like hear it, but not really absorb it. One day, all of a sudden, a light bulb went off in my head when you were saying that, and I thought, hmm, maybe that's something I should do. So I started thinking about it, and at the time, Suzie and Vicky. Were writing more for mymac.com doing their yeah. reviews and they were also the only other two women who were active I know there's other women involved but they're the only two that were active so I sent them an email and we had known each other just strictly from the uh, mailing list that we had back and forth with each other so I sent them an email and I said what do you think you know and I kind of put it all out there you know what about doing a podcast the three of us together and they all said yeah so we got on Skype one day to kind of reintroduce ourselves and talk and we just clicked so we and took you, f- you could
1: hear that from the very first episode yeah right? yeah yeah
3: that chemistry. yeah chemistry yeah I was going to say the chemistry was there and then we took a couple of months to figure out how we wanted to approach it what we wanted to call it and once we got all that together we hit the record button and here we are
1: did and- uh did the fact that you called it three geeky ladies was that influenced at all by the geekiest show ever that was also in the network or is that just happens?
3: No, no, because we figured there's three of us. We're all geeky. We're women, so it kind of tells you right there in the name of the show what it's about.
1: I was, uh, you know, I've always been a very firm um, supporter of women in technology um in fact yes, the very you have first him,
0: and it's always been so refreshing thank you <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the very first contributor to my mac magazine i did the first episode or uh, episode see that's the podcasting thing mm-hmm. i did the first <laughs> issue it was just me the second issue came out and i had a lady named pam write an article she contacted me said hey i wanted to review this thing could i do it in in your e and i said yeah absolutely um and you know, when I started that, I, I had daughters. I only had daughters for a long time. And so I was always a firm advocate of women in tech. I always thought technology and the companies need more of a woman's influence. And when you guys started Three Geeky Ladies, I was glad you put ladies in there instead of something like girls. And you didn't try to make it cutesy or sexy or anything. like. That. It's Three Geeky Ladies. So it gave it class it wasn't a geek guy thing you know it wasn't like her comic books and blah 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 it (laughs) was a sophistication and i thought that's what podcasting needs they're going to talk about these geeky topics but yet first and foremost they're women and they're going to bring that perspective to whatever the topic is Mm -hmm. and putting the term ladies in there I just really liked the idea. It just, to me, it pushed all the right buttons.
3: Thanks. Well, what always irritated me and I know people didn't mean anything by it, but when people, men would either say you in a podcast or write in an article, it's so easy. Even your grandma can do it. Yeah. Or even your That's, mom can do yeah, it. Yeah. That uh. sent me like over the edge because in my family, I have a husband and three boys uh-huh. and they are useless. <laughs> <laughs> I have to set she up She means all that, that in the kindest way. Yeah, I have to set up their phones. I, have to I set knew exactly them. what she I, meant, no, actually. I have to yeah. set up every. They don't know. I'm constantly getting phone calls like, well, what do I do about this? Well, how do I do this? I'm like, seriously? Did you not listen to me the last 10 times I told you? <laughs> you know, my son will go, should I get this iPad or this iPad? I take care of all of that.
1: Well, my frustration in tech and in the gender inequality is that I was pretty stupid back in 95, 96 when I started my Mac and seeing that the internet was coming, I, was, I saw that from a long ways off. I knew that these walled gardens of AOL, CompuServe, eWorld, First Class BBS, and stuff like that, that was going to go away and it would be uh, the Wild West. I was stupid enough to think that that was going to be um, the point in time where we're going to bridge that divide. That women are going to get more front and center. They're going to get the respect for their intelligence because I really thought online it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. That the sexist thing is going to go away. <laughs> it's going to be about as as you information. Don't have
0: mm-hmm. a gendered screen name, sure. Doesn't yeah,
1: matter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I was stupid, obviously, but yeah. you know that's still for me. That's still the dream. I hate inequality.
0: So remember, uh, Tim, I remember until I became a mom that I even felt confident to to go online and actually, like, expose my myself as a woman online. Because I used to hide behind a, you know, either a gender nonspecific or a male-sounding username yep. just so that I could participate and not be harassed. And it was Pre-judged. really
4: frustrating. Pre-judged. Yeah, exactly.
3: It was like, oh, yep. here comes a girl, you know. Yep. Yeah, Tim, you came on our show and talked about that.
1: Yeah. Well, that was a, a unique situation, too, because you, yeah. uh, Sandra Cujo, if I'm not mistaken... Sent you guys a nasty, very sexist uh, email, and it it, yeah. it ticked me off. Well, yeah, actually, well, I think yeah, it sent it. I got a copy of it, or I don't
3: know. Yeah, he did it. He also did an iTunes review, but yes. But you know, the thing is, what what some people don't understand when they do their reviews is one person criticized me because my Apple Watch had a particular issue with it, and and also I think he criticized Suze because she was getting her photos in triplicate when she did it, the iCloud photo library. Well, just because you don't have the problem doesn't mean someone else doesn't have a problem. And right. that was the thing. My watch gave me a particular set of issues. Yours might not, but mine did. Suzie, she got tripled. I didn't have that problem, but I did not discount hers because that was the issue she was experiencing. And she was criticized for that. Well, then you're doing something wrong. And the one person who criticized me said, well, I don't have that problem with my watch. So you're wrong. It's like, wait a minute. That throws me up the wall. Like, okay, well, it must be nice for you. (laughs) Yeah, How much more privileged can you be? Everybody has a different issue. Like, you know, what I said earlier about my High Sierra debacle. Not everybody had. Some people installed High Sierra, and it was smooth sailing from the first moment. And usually mine were. But for whatever reason, my computer said, "Mm mm-mm, and it just totally did a number on it. So I had to figure it out. Put it out there. It's always
0: good to put it out there because you never know. There might be someone else that has either the same exact problem or something very similar or -hmm. something that gives you a clue That helps you solve the problem. And I think that's a lot of times, at least what we aim to do on this show, at least in my mind, as I'm talking about things, I always like to bring to the table some kind of experience. And maybe someone might be having that experience or maybe someone's headed towards that experience. And then maybe if they listen, oh, I remember she said something about this and I need to go down this path in order to avoid that or to fix that
3: problem. And one thing that I do like um, having not to toot our own horns, but to have Melissa, you have you and I on this show and any other show is, if you notice, I've read this in an article once, I'm like, yeah, you're right, because I know people like this. If one of your female friends, or just co-workers, whomever, says I can't cook.
4: <laughs> they just
3: say, I can't cook, or I can't paint, or "I can't," dr- I can't drive, or whatever, I can't garden. But when they say, I can't do technology, they follow it with, I'm too stupid. I'm too stupid, yeah. And I have one specific friend who'll do that all the time. She'll say, Oh, I don't understand it. I'm too stupid to do this. Like, well, why are you not too stupid? To, you, you can't cook, but you don't say you're too stupid to cook. Mm-hmm. It's just something you haven't learned yet. It's just something that, like, I watch other people, or even,
0: you know, to use cars as an example, I mean, I would get frustrated if I have a car problem. I'm not too stupid. It's just not my bag. It's not my jam. It's not what I've been trained to do. And I do get frustrated about it because it's a real huge inconvenience to me when there's a car problem. And I know that I need to go take it to a specialist and someone that knows how to fix that. Same thing with like when I'm having technology issues or problems. It's just one of those things, and I'm grateful for it that I that just doesn't get my goat. It just doesn't upset me like it does some people. I know and people, family members, that will throw things across the room because they're that frustrated about it. It just doesn't frustrate me, and I just am able to work through it, and it's, I just accept it.
1: Well, part of that though is that you've you're alive at a really fortunate time in that the internet has democratized. Women Mm -hmm. in technology or men in cooking or it doesn't matter what it is because you're going to find those peer groups out there that are going to relate to you and you're going to relate to them where that didn't exist before. You know, women didn't take science classes. Boys didn't take cooking classes because we all had our little traditional. This is what you do as a boy and this is what you do as a girl. Uh, Thankfully, (laughs) obviously, we're, we're moving past that. Not fast enough, in my opinion, but we right. are moving Yeah, that. The future
0: isn't quite here yet, but we're no. working towards it. Yeah, we right. have a lot of gender role um, switches in, in our household, and I'm really proud of that, that we can show that to our boys. My boys watch me walking around wielding a screwdriver and not afraid to take something apart or fix something, and dad comes home and goes straight to the kitchen and makes dinner, and you yeah, know, my see, my awesome. elderly
3: clients will say,
0: Oh, you're so spoiled. You're so lucky. Your husband does all the cooking. Oh, that's <laughs> another
3: like, one of my okay. I'm going to take a breath now. Yeah. Like when they say, is he home babysitting the kids? Oh, yeah. I, oh, my God.
1: As, as, uh, a, as a dad, i infuriates really you. Oh, my God. No, I don't baby. They're my children.
0: Exactly.
3: I'm at home with my kids.
1: I can't babysit my. Maybe?
3: Uh, exactly. No one ever said to my husband, oh, is your wife babysitting the kids? No, Exactly. No. no, but they uh, always I, said it to me. If I was out without them, I'd say, no, he's home being a father to his children. Mm-hmm. My
0: husband's yeah, proud to get Turkey my hand-me-down me. iPhones. He, he's, you know, it's all broken in. And he's, yeah, my he's husband proud too. To he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like complain or anything that I'm the tech person in the family. He just, you know, he does get frustrated and I have to try to like talk him off a ledge and calm him down. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a teacher and so he's, he's thrown stuff, you know, stuff is just kind of thrown at him. And here, do this. And, okay, hold on, let's, let's walk through this and let's try to find out a solution solution for this problem and you know we work through it but uh same thing like when I try to apply heat to food
3: it's just not gonna end well so I swear Melissa I think you and I and our husbands are the same I I, I, I am the worst cook known to mankind but I take and we're both Italian Figure that out no I'm not I'm not Italian oh you're not Italian well you live in New York so you're yeah Yeah. yeah, but I'm not Italian my husband is and he oh there you go I was thinking of yeah he gets the hand-me-down phones Uh uh-huh and and they're
0: fine with it Mm-hmm. And they're totally fine with it. Now, because I got two little boys, you know, and they're real big into games and they love their Nintendos and stuff like that, and you know that's typical, but you know i I want them to see that i want I want them to see that experience, and I'm pretty proud of that.
1: Well, folks, I know that uh, I don't know if you guys are going to keep going. I have to actually sign off because Speaking I of family asked time my lovely wife to uh, keep the kids upstairs. Well, Brooke's going to stay upstairs anyways because she's a surly teenager. and you know. <laughs> uh, but my son is probably climbing the walls, thus is getting on my wife's nerves. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and he still has to take a shower because they go back to school after Christmas break tomorrow. So
0: yeah, I have Wednesday. to sign
1: off. But I did want to say congratulations on 300 episodes of um, really the fifth iteration of this show. I, you know, I, I love the fact that it's something that I, – I, I, it wasn't just me. It was a number of us that created this show 10 years ago as just an outlet – to not talk about a certain subject every single week. It was just kind of our getaway, and it's still that. That's exactly what this show still is. It's a getaway for people, listeners, and more importantly, you guys, the the hosts of the show. I think it's fantastic.
0: Well, and what's you. been really, really fantastic about it is that we can all work it into our family lives. Like, like you're saying, you know, we know you need to go, and that's totally cool, and— um, we love the fact that we can just, between the three of us, there's no stress about trying to, you know, keep it weekly or, you know, we know that there's times when we need to take a hiatus or a break and we've still kept it going and we can still show up if one of us gets sick or has family issues or trips or concerts, you know, we always find some way to make it work because there's, you know, a couple of us that keep it running and that has really worked out well for me. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah.
3: And like I said earlier, I lo- we like each other. You know, yeah. the, the, the friend the friendship is important to me. It really is. I mean, it's and something Other people where like if, us we, too. if we decided to stop recording for whatever reason, or three different hosts, other hosts came on, I would still be keeping in touch. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: yeah, that's it's not like, like yeah. David and I, uh, David Cohen, who does the uh, tech fan with me. I've been podcasting with him for fifteen years now, I guess something like that. Uh, and uh, you know, he's one of my best friends. I've only met him in person five times, maybe, mm-hmm. but yet. You know, when something great happens in my life, he's one of the very first people that I reach out to and let him know what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're the the same way. The the four of us, uh, uh, and uh, you know, three of us and Kevin, we uh, have a message group on our iPhones called uh, (laughs) Goopod that we uh, that we send. uh, It's daily. You know, somebody's always posting something. I'm bitching about the snow last
3: night. (laughs) <laughs> or asking a question, you know, what would you recommend in this situation? Right. You know, whatever. But I got to tell you, Tim, real quick, you, and you can tell David if you want to, for whatever reason, and I cannot tell you why, but when I hear David speak, I visualize David Hyde Pierce from Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I know what,
3: I know what David looks like. Yeah. So I know that it's that's not what he looks like. But for whatever reason, I visualize him every single time. Every time I listen to Tech Fan, that's the image in my brain.
1: Okay, now visualize it's me as like Kevin Bacon, and that will be good.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking
0: of Kevin, I think we should we should all say hello to Kevin. Kevin's yes. been Hi, Kevin. Uh, Hi, focusing Kevin. on his yep. health, and we always try to include Kevin because he's still very much part of the show. He's like he's mm-hmm. explained before; he's the one that puts it up online for us, and he still does that despite um, other things that he's dealing with with work and everything. So. Well, well if you guys ever happy. need
1: uh, another fourth anytime in the future to let me know, just give me a heads up, you know, a week or two ahead of time so I can uh, forewarn my wife. But this was a lot of fun. You know, yeah, very really
3: good at at that. we're,
0: we're yeah. very good at that because we keep a spreadsheet and we, we keep track of that kind of stuff. So, yeah,
1: I'd, ha- I'd be happy to make come back on sometime. Awesome. We're bye, glad you make it.
3: We appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye. Tell your family we said hello. OK, yep. bye.
1: Right. Bye.
3: Right. bye. And he's gone. Okay. Now, now we can talk about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he's never going to go back and listen to the podcast. Uh,
3: Right. Right. That was nice. That was nice that Tim came on with us.
2: Yeah. You know, like I say, the the kind of the reminiscing, the podcasting part, you know, because I I know we have some people that haven't gone back and listened, may not know the story of the whole, uh, uh, the, uh, stoplight slash my Mac network, uh, that, you know, kind of hosts all the stuff. And, yeah, you know, he was talking about getting people started in podcasting. Well, uh, it I saw it was still on there. I had my old podcast that I did, like, 25 episodes. On the Bard? On. Yes, Bard on the Plains. Uh, that some of the shows was okay. Some of them I was, it was experimental. Some of them kind of sucked. I almost want to go in there and just erase certain episodes because they were, mm, you know, I thought they were kind of stupid, but I was struggling to try and do something. At some point, I finally realized, yeah, let's just... But the thing was, I started Bard on the Plains, and then I had an opportunity. Uh, Julie asked me to become part of Sci-Fi Tech Talk, and then about the same time, uh, Kevin asked me to join him and Mark here... And so I had three podcasts, and so at some point, the Bard on the Plains became less important. And and the thing was, I started out with interviewing people, and I realized it's hard to line up people to interview. And then I tried doing some other things, and none of them just really ever gelled with me. So I just kind of, you know, abandoned that. But, you know, and I bet there's some other podcasts on there that, uh, you know, I got thinking of uh, um, the, um, oh, um
0: uh, Let us help you. What is it? What yeah,
2: is it? No, what is a boy? Uh, Tell us. The the the, the guy from <laughs> Seattle. Brain freeze. Uh yeah, brain freeze. Well yeah. Um, oh um, shoot, because I interviewed Here's him on clue. my podcast. Uh, How many syllables? Uh, he was over in Japan.
3: Uh, he, uh um. Oh oh, you talking about Scott?
2: Yeah, Scott Wilsey.
3: Scott Wilsey. He's yes. in. Oh Portland. Scott. Yes. Okay. He's yeah. in Portland. Great.
2: Yeah, Portland. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah. What was his? Uh, podcast because i listened to that pocket item. size
3: podcast pocket yeah. size,
2: there we go uh yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of them that was on there um you know and there's been a lot of uh podcasts that went through the stop light network there uh over the years uh because like i say we had to rack our brains uh for mark's mm-hmm. other podcasts so
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh you know i said at some point it seems like you know, nowadays almost everybody and their dog has a podcast, and dogs is probably more interesting. Um, I was
0: just thinking as you were saying that I was looking through the list of podcasts, and I've been on a couple of different shows. Like I've always just kind of filled in somewhere. I mean, Geeky Show is sort of my home base, but right. I was thinking I should I should get with Elisa, and I should go on Geeky on uh, Geeky Ladies. And I think I'm going to make it a goal in 2019 to see if I can get on. Cause I'm going to, the thing that makes me think of it is I'm going to be at the end of the month. I'll be on a central Apple podcast and I want to see if I can maybe get an episode on, on each one. Cause I've already done my Mac several times. I've filled in for guy for a few times, but uh, maybe we should all try to do that. Like everybody let's, let's, let's make a bingo card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Would that be fun? <laughs> well, yeah. Or the ones that we've been on because, uh... I mean, uh, I think the very first podcast I ever did, I I think, was uh, the International Mac Podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was on there a couple times. I think I submitted some stuff to Allison Sheridan's podcast. Maybe that was the first thing I did. I think I submitted a segment to her, Mm -hmm. and then I was on my Mac – or not my Mac, uh, International Mac Podcast. And then I think Mark asked me to be on Not Another Mac Podcast.
3: I've been on that one, yep.
2: Um. I'm trying to remember which Actually, was... I think
3: I was on with both of you. I don't know at the same Probably. time, but I think I've done right.
2: episodes with each
3: of you on Not so. Another Mac.
2: Yeah, and I think I even did one with uh, uh, Jeff Gamut on Not Another Mac podcast. Oh. So I, okay. I brushed mm-hmm. up so against some people who are better known than than I am. Um, and you know, and then, of course, International Mac uh, podcast was Bart Ruchat's and um, – mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I say, and Allison, so I've you know brushed up close to some people who are actually you know names in the the podcasting business. the rock stars. yeah, basically, uh, and like say Tim, you know he used uh, you know, they always talk about Adam Curry, but you know uh, Tim was there at like you said at the dawn of podcasting. Um, so do
0: you guys remember Youstream? No. So Tim Ustream? used to do. Tim used to do a live show. I wanted to bring this up when he was talking, and I I didn't get a chance to. But he used to do. I want to say it was UStream. It might have been one of the other video broadcastings. Uh, you know, like Leo Laporte would do it, like really mm-hmm. professionally with a TriCaster and all that stuff. And um, us other mere mortals would try to do it with just a a free account. You know, with advertising and stuff like that. No TriCaster or anything. But he, I'm pretty sure Tim used to do a UStream where it would be a live one. And then he'd have a chat open, so he'd be talking about a topic, and it was just very casual. It wasn't like, I don't think it was ever really released as like a podcast per se, but it was just a live video show. And then there would be a chat room, and that's how I got to meet a lot of people. A lot of, you know, you get to know each other's handles and stuff like that, but I remember we would just sit there like, I I don't know if he would do it regularly, that it was like scheduled on a certain day, but it would be something that would come through on Twitter. You know, he'd be linking that he'd be live or that he was going live or something And I would hop on and we would just chat for like an hour, just about different stuff.
3: It was listening to podcasts that got me started on this in the first place, because Tim was on my Mac at Mm -hmm. the time. And at that time, and I want to say it was, gosh, I think it was 2009, but he would have prizes and not every single week, but he would do giveaways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it would just be something like um, giving away a, a flash drive, let's say. And you would just send him an email with your name and address and phone number, and then you would put like flash drive in the, in the subject line, so he knew what it was for. And then he would just and he probably a name. built a rule for it so that he could track yeah, it all. No idea how he did it, but what mm-hmm. he wanted to do is when you won, he wanted to call you and have you live as he was recording on Skype. Mm-hmm. So I sent in my, you know, I always sent in my name, never won. And then one day I knew he was recording because at that time he was recording on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And he said, B, if the phone rings around five to six o'clock Eastern time, it's probably me, is what he said. <laughs> and that morning I woke up and I said, I'm going to win tonight. I just have this feeling I'm going to win. And then it, then the feeling left me. And about, I don't know, 5.30, quarter or six that evening, the phone rings and I pick it up and the caller ID says Tim Robertson. <laughs> it's like winning from the radio. <laughs> and I won. And we mm-hmm. had about a 10 minute conversation. And then his Skype uh, dropped the phone call. So like in the middle of a sentence, boom, I'm gone. And I just thought, oh, he hung up on me. That wasn't very nice. But then he sent me an email later in the evening to say, hey, sorry about that. You know, this is what happened. But I forwarded, you know, your information to uh, I won something from Mac Alley. And they sent me the prize. And because of that, John Nemo heard me and said, do you want to write for my Mac? And the rest is history. And You know, John Nemo is like practically my neighbor, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, once a month I go to T Mug, which is Tucson Macintosh Users Group, and uh, you guys know about that. But for, maybe for the other listeners, that's my my local mug, our Mac Users Group. And once a month they have something, and John Nemo's there, and our good friend Bob Wood, he's the president, and uh, we it's it's very surreal. But a lot of times they'll feature stuff that we've said. You know, like I told you guys on in December, they featured our. Our geeky gift guide: some of the the things mm. that we chose. Mm. So they listen. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. Kurt. Um, I think Kurt, yeah, Kurt yep.
3: sent an yeah. email and yeah. said something about that.
0: Okay. Yeah, Kurt always gives really great feedback. Love Kurt. He's my buddy. Yeah, yep. they they love our show. They they like listening to it. I can't guys. figure out why, yeah. but. <laughs> and hi, T mug
2: And you were talking Yay, about being hi, practically T-Muck. neighbors. Uh, I was looking at the stoplight network here, and on uh, three geeky ladies, you had Victor Kyal.
0: Oh, I miss Victor. Yeah, Yeah. Victor's like, uh, I guess he's a, I don't know if he's traveling or...
2: Well, he's summers in South Dakota here. Uh, Yeah, I think
0: he's like a snowbird now.
2: Right, so I don't know where he's at right now. He's probably traveling around in his trailer, I think. And I, you know, he's only about 90 miles away from me, but we haven't, you know, just, my summers get a little busy and weird. And so I haven't, you know, tried to, you know, contact him, but... uh, Well, it's a new year, so... Yeah, I don't know, maybe you know maybe my summer school will be less weird. I don't know. That'd be awesome. I'm. We'll let's see if
0: we thankful. can get him on Geeky Show ever. Yeah. that would be so yeah, much. Yeah, that fun. would
2: be nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, and like I say, you know, you know, I we've never we, we wing this. We go this at this week by week we really don't have a long-term <laughs> plan which i don't know in my mind maybe keeps it fresh because i think if we actually had a road map you know we'd probably get a little maybe too formalistic and there's we yeah just,
0: we're just with our type a tendencies it's best to not do yeah. that <laughs>
2: no no and it's just and like i say we never have any problems finding something to talk about we always end up That's talking sure. it's like you know look down it's like crap an hour and a half yeah <laughs> pull the plug on this you know we're, we're done mm-hmm. but uh um, then we
3: talk for another hour after yeah, we right. the repeat, you know hit <laughs> sure. the stop button
2: sure oh yeah because yeah the after show stuff you know can you know it's kind of interesting too but yeah you know and we should but yeah you know going forward uh you know we'll see what inspires us i guess what kind of trips are our, our trigger and you know cause, uh it would be nice to you know some other stuff, like uh, like Tim said, you know when they started, it was kind of like movies and you know uh comics and some some of that stuff too, and uh like I said, I'm not really into the the comics part, but yeah, it would be nice if we you know maybe talk about some uh movies they don't have to be geek movies, we just have to geek well, out I like about the
0: idea them. of having a bingo card where each of us tries to hit one of the other podcasts, like tries that to guest on one of the other podcasts. that would be fun, and then like you know talk about it and kind of you know sure. cross pollinate. other podcasts and stuff but um i was just thinking like as you were saying that like because i would i would want to be on your podcast but i'm trying to think of we'll have to talk about it later like a movie that we could discuss that was sci-fi sure for sci-fi tech talk
2: right yeah um yeah, and just kind of, uh, yeah, cross pollinating and be kind of good. Because, you know, some first, I think maybe that's why Geeky's show has been able to go on 10 years because it's never stayed the same. Different hosts, mm-hmm. different, you know, and, uh, each of us brings something different uh, to it. And so I think that's what's just, you know, uh, unless. And geeky is a broad term. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. It's not a specific Universal. We're only yeah. talking about. Apple products. We're no. only talking about Google. It's, it's a broad term that covers a lot of different aspects.
2: Uh, yeah, because we've talked. Well, about and it's something other people stuff.
0: can listen to you know, a broader uh, audience. Like I still have future ideas that I still want to hash out with you guys because you're my people, and and that's who I want to talk to you about that stuff. Like we still want to talk about different photo services and you know things that that mere mortals actually use. You know, printing services and and photo libraries, you know, online and how to share photos between, cause Mike, you're the agnostic, you know, how to, yeah. and, and you're the guy, like I can throw stuff out like, Hey Mike, what does this look like?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm I love the that. I just, board.
0: I love being able to do that.
2: I am the wall that you throw the spaghetti at and see what's exactly.
0: Right? Okay. Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the wall, but yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling down through here yeah, we're the cabinet. Yeah, there we go. Um, you know, I'm scrolling down through, uh, I, it takes long to get to the bottom of some of the older podcasts, but, um, yeah, you know, we've talked about music. We've talked about, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff on here that, you know, and like I say, all you have, all has to do to be a geeky subject is you, you gotta be, you gotta care about it. You gotta be passionate about it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, people do uh cosplay they can really get into that that's you know nothing mm-hmm. that's really ever tripped my trigger but you know as long as you're geeky and you care about it um you know and even uh even I like to think of myself as a, a humor geek once in a while cuz I'm always trying to you know inject humor in here and then sometimes you guys go what um but you know I, I still get it <laughs> what we still get it. Oh, good, thank you. Uh, or at least you're kind enough to laugh. Um, and there you go. There's yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Courtesy laugh. Uh, uh, awesome. Well, who was
0: it that <laughs> sent me the little naked snowman the other night, or the the, the snowman in the in the g-string? That um, was kept. Cap- Pex- uh, that was Mike. That, that was kept. Cap- was that Mike? I thought it was Mike because Mike's usually well, sending the funny ones. Well, we were drinking some tequila and stuff last night, and I showed that to my friend, and she just lost it. Was she it? was like, "I have to have that."
2: Was it the gnome in the uh, G string? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Kevin sent us a picture of somebody else in the G string,
4: <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, and then I had to go that cleanse was. my eyes after that one. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, sometimes yeah, I think yeah, our yeah. messaging would be a uh, you know a geeky episode in itself. Oh, that was oh, like.
3: that was Melissa. You sent the picture of the margarita. Yeah, right. that's what and then Mike sent the then Mike sent the gnome dancing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Kevin sent the one with the. Large man in the G string. And that's when I did the Phoebe from Friends. My eyes, my eyes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We, you know, like I say, it, it, it's, we don't take ourselves we're seriously. We're ourselves. We're, silly. we're yeah. silly. Yeah. It uh, is. It's the, it's the
0: geekiest and the silliest podcast.
2: Well, and, and believe me, I have no pretensions here because I listen to the podcast. I listen to myself sometimes. And it's like, um, but <laughs> I think we all balance out in our own way. We all bring our our own thing to it here, and people keep listening. And, and, you know, I I haven't... You guys were talking about comments, and I don't... I haven't... I don't think I recall looking at comments for Geeky Show. I went and made the mistake on Sci-Fi Tech Talk to look at them sometimes, and the one guy was... You know, Mike isn't very prepared, and it's like he's just reading off the uh, IMDB page. And Well, my problem on that show is we watch so many. Anymore, over there, you know, we talk about... Uh, did we do this show? We can't quite remember. We've got to go back at the show notes <laughs> and look.
0: You need to make yourself a searchable database.
2: Well Yeah, I think Julie kind of worked on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, because... Um, they all blend together and my problem is I have so much stuff going on in my head. I have to watch the show or movie or whatever we're doing right before the podcast or like, you know, a day before. I can't watch it like yeah, a week or before. Or you forget. I forget, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like yeah. what was you know or
0: blend it with something else that you watched. Right.
2: Yeah. So I've got to, like say, I bring up the IMDB and the uh Wikipedia page just so I can refresh my memory and do that stuff. Here, thankfully we don't a lot of this is just off the cuff stuff, but yeah, I do like to be somewhat prepared when we do stuff. so if we're talking about a subject, I'll have a few things handy so I can um you know be able to talk about it but yeah, we just uh it's just a bunch of geeks gabbing here, so we
0: yeah. need to find another one of those uh another one of those Amazon picks where the reviews are really funny, like the one about the Badger. <laughs> That, oh, was it that, like a Lazy Boy or something or some kind of man cave
3: that, thing? Yeah, wasn't that like a big, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what you call it. it. was something that, it was almost like a coffin. I think it might have like, been Kevin's pick. It was something that, that, that you put you yourself in into. that was hysterical.
2: Oh, <laughs> was it that, that deprivation?
3: Something <laughs> deprivation thing? Yeah, something uh, like Kevin that. Kevin, help us. us.
0: Kevin, maybe Kevin can figure it out for us because I think that, that was might hysterical.
3: have been hysterical. Well, so, so Amazon has some of those things like, this is a banana. You peel it. <laughs> And then when you peel it, yeah, I mean, it's just like really, really stupid things like that that oh. are hysterical.
0: Right. So I think we definitely need to to keep going forward with our with our fantasy picks, our play money picks, because those challenge me every every couple of weeks.
2: Here we go. I found it. It was the relax man. He put <laughs> just it. saying in,
0: the name makes me laugh.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was. He I put. I
0: just it, remember something about badgers and, hair to, and inhabiting it, and.
2: He put it as uh the uh picture in the show notes Uh,
4: oh right
2: that was uh uh episode 240 uh oh gosh uh, googler uh yeah i can't even say that properly (laughs) that was the name of the show um but yeah and it's just uh yeah some of those goofy things um yeah maybe i'll have a you know sometime just have goofy Amazon uh-huh. A lot of this stuff yeah. is just, you know, stuff that we like, we use, you know, or we fantasize about. But yeah, maybe we ought to do a deep dive and just, uh, and not, uh, you know, bad Amazon reviews or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, or weird ones. But yeah, uh, like I say, I don't That'd know. That would be fun. Yeah, we just make this stuff up as we go along, and uh, there's no real formula here. So, but you know, I hope p- everyone has enjoyed listening to Tim and you know, and us talk. And I hope you guys keep coming back. And if you have some, some suggestions or ideas, you know, send them to uh, uh dot com, and you know, we'll we'll pop in there and take a look at them, see what you guys have to say, or tweet uh,
0: us individually.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, and i suppose this is trying to good. give
0: you a segue there Mike. yeah mm-hmm. thank
2: you and i think and, i picked and. up on it yeah it applied with a baseball bat uh yeah because i was <laughs> going that general direction anyway.
0: you need some cream for that later
2: uh probably so um but yeah so at this point why don't we introduce ourselves so if people do want to contact us for whatever reason they can so why don't we start with uh, lisa where can uh, people find you
3: Okay, on Twitter, it's at Sensei Dai, and the podcast I do that I mentioned earlier with Suze Gilbert and Vicky Stokes is called Three Geeky Ladies, and you can find that at threegeekyladies.com, the number three spelled out.
2: And Melissa, where can people uh, get a hold of you?
3: You can find me online all over, pretty much, at
0: the Mac Mommy, and uh, I think you should start looking for me on some of these other podcasts in the My Mac Network. <laughs> Ooh, that could. Be fun. <laughs> maybe I'll show up on a on a Geeky Ladies, and maybe I'll show up on a mm-hmm. My Mac, or I know uh, I, my goal. I'm hoping to achieve is to show up on uh, the Essential Apple Podcast at the end of the month. So we'll see see if that comes out in February sometime.
2: Okay. And if you guys want to know more about me, and if you do, I'm sorry, but anyway, uh, you can find um, find me at on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at slash Mike McPeak, and then you can also check me out on Sci Fi Tech Talk at scifitechtalk.com. Um, and if you, uh, and like I said before, if you want to, uh, Find out more about the show. Go to geekishhowever.com dot com, and uh, you know leave us reviews on and comments on iTunes because that helps us uh, know more about what you want. And we uh, thank everyone who does that. And it, we hope you have enjoyed the show as much as we have had fun doing it. And r- just remember, uh, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Looking for a podcast to get your geek
1: on? Then listen to my favorite ladies' podcast, The Three Geeky Ladies. Join Alyssa,
3: Suze, and Vicky as they discuss tech products and other topics that caught their attention. The Three Geeky Ladies Podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network.